0: She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha.
2: Hello, loves. Welcome back to Not Basic Blonde podcast. And I'm so excited for this episode because my guest is Nicole Jardim, and she's certified women's health coach and period fixer, author of the book, Fix Your Period, and the host of Period Party Podcast. So in this episode, we'll be talking a lot about period. So how to fix your period, diet for period health, how to balance your hormones, and so much more. So tune in to find out. Hi, Nicole. Thank you so much for being my guest. I'm so glad to have you on my Nat Basic Blonde podcast. How are you today? Hi, Olia. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on here. Oh, thank you. Would you please tell our listeners about yourself? Yeah, no, I'd love
3: to. So I'm a certified women's health coach and my focus for the last 10 years in this business that I do is periods and the menstrual cycle. And my, I've just re- recently written a book about periods and how to fix your period. That's the name of the book. And the reason I got into this was because I had a lot of period issues as a teenager. I really struggled with heavy and really painful periods. And then my period started to become really irregular and would come every three or four months. So it was a very long journey of self-experimentation, trying to figure out what was going on with my health. And part of that was five years on the birth control pill, which caused a whole lot of other health problems for me. And it wasn't until I finally saw an acupuncturist who was able to tell me that I needed to get off the pill and start to get my hormones working for me rather than against me. And that was a turning point for me. And that's how I got into the work that I'm doing. Wow. That's very interesting. Would you please tell us more about your career? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I studied to be a health coach back in 2010. Like I said, I wasn't, this was not at all what I had planned to do. (laughs) I was originally doing film production and that was my, that was my dream career. And so I totally made the switch after I had helped myself get better from the period problems that I was experiencing. And so I ended up um, studying to be a health coach. And then I did further training with uh, Dr. Sarah Gottfried, who is a well-renowned re- doctor in the field of women's health. And she's wrote numerous books. And I got so into the women's health stuff. So I was like, okay, I have to keep doing this. And so I ended up doing a one-year women's health coach certification program. I studied functional medicine and functional nutrition. And, and that's what got me to where I am right now. Oh, that's amazing.
2: Uh, Would you please tell us more about the most interesting part, the Fix Your Period book? Oh, sure, no problem.
3: Yeah, so the, you know, I think that when I think about just the book in general and what caused me to write it, I think it was so related to the fact that I could not get answers when I was younger. I was really struggling with all of these different doctors who were um, just not, you know, they were not able to provide any any real information for me or proper answers for what was wrong with me and why I was struggling so much. And so I ended up, um, you know, like just doing a whole lot of my own research and trying to figure out piece by piece what to do for myself. And so when it came time to write this book, I I really wanted to write it for all the women who struggle like that, who don't have the answers and want to understand how their bodies are working so that, they can actually do something about it with sustainable solutions so that was the gist of it and so in the first part of the book part one i walk everyone through what's normal and what's not with a menstrual cycle and how to you know determine the causes of the problems that you're dealing with whether you have heavy periods or painful periods or regular cycles or no period at all and again i really wanted to just give everyone answers and sustainable solution. So then in the second part of the book, I, I walk everyone through a six week program that addresses the foundational aspects of our health. So that is our nutrition, nutrient status, blood sugar, and the fact that our most for most of us, our blood sugar is all over the place and that causes problems with insulin, which is a hormone that impacts your sex hormones. And then I I walk people through uh, gut health and how that impacts your menstrual cycle, as well as your liver detoxification, stress and sleep, and your thyroid. And so, again, these are the foundational aspects of our health that we often overlook, and they're so connected to how our menstrual cycles work, how our fertility works. And I, like I said, I just wanted to give the power back to women who are reading the book so that they know that they can do more than just take medication for their
2: problems. That's an amazing idea that you did this because so many women struggle with that. And I'm sure so many of them don't know the answers that you actually provide in this book. What steps do you take readers through to address their period problems?
3: So like I was saying with the last question that you asked, I really feel like it's so important for us to not actually be only focused on the symptoms of the problem rather than treating the root cause. And so most of the time, if you go to the doctor, they're going to give you a birth control pill or some other kind of medication to help with the symptoms. And whether the symptom is A heavy period or a painful period or an irregular period or maybe you get migraines or you have acne or bloating or breast pain all of those symptoms are usually treated with one blanket uh, response and usually that's the pill or you know some other form of hormonal birth control and that is not getting to the root cause of the problem so for me i just really felt strongly that women needed to understand the reason why all of this was happening to them from the From the perspective of you know what 's happening with their endocrine system, and then also be able to know what to do about it and that usually is a holistic or a natural approach, which there are many, um, but those are not often talked about from the perspective of of the of a medical doctor, which makes sense because that 's not how they 're trained so that 's really what i 'm giving everyone I am I'm, I'm very much into explaining how things work because I think that women really want to understand how their bodies work. And I think that for too long, it's been like a big secret and they don't actually know about ovulation or their menstrual cycles or how hormones work or what a hormonal imbalance actually is. And so I really walk everyone through that. Like, what does your period problem actually mean? And from there,
2: uh, here's what you can do about it. Wow. That's amazing. And of course it varies with age for sure, but also like period problems, do they differ like with age?
3: Yeah. You know, it's funny because I feel like we're constantly told that, you know, period problems or your, just your cycle in general, you're going to have issues as you get older. But I don't really, you know, I don't really buy into that so much. I just think it's that we become less resilient to all of the things that our bodies are exposed to as we get older. And that's just because we're, you know, we're, we're continuing to live in this world that is, you know, we don't have great food for the most part. Our food quality has diminished significantly. We're exposed to a lot more environmental chemicals than, say, our grandparents were. And there's just a lot more psychological and mental stress. So what I think is that, yes, things can get potentially potentially get worse if we're not taking care of ourselves. But if you are taking care of yourself, there really is no reason that you have to be suffering with hormonal issues or menstrual
2: cycle-related problems. Oh, I see. Why is there no one-size-fits-all diet for period health? You know, I think it's the same thing
3: that I was saying earlier about the fact that we are all unique bodies. And uh, I believe in this concept of bio-individuality, and that is that our bodies are all different. Yes, human bodies generally are the same. We all have the same organs and things like that. And there are processes in our bodies that are all the same for all of us. But genetically speaking, we're all different. And I think that we all respond slightly differently to external stimuli as well as certain foods, things like that. And as a result, there is just no one size fits all when it comes to healing. Because, like, you could eat something that works really well for you, whereas your friend might have a food sensitivity to that food because something's going on with their gut health, for instance. So, I really do think that. Our our, cur- our genetics, our past life circumstances, whether there was trauma when we were children or when we were younger um, or abuse or something like that, that all changes us on a genetic level. It changes our bodies, how we function, how we respond to life in general. And of course, then like if we were on antibiotics for a lot of the time as kids, that totally can change how our gut functions, can change the microbiome, um, the health. Both of my, Our microbiome, so ultimately, we all respond differently to to different things, whether that 's food or stress or and even environmental toxins, alcohol, coffee, all of it and so, as a result, we have to decide or kind of figure out what is right for us based on how we respond to it, not so much what everyone else is telling us about this diet works for everybody or, you know, you should drink caffeine or you shouldn't or whatever it is. Like we just have to start to tune into ourselves and see how we actually feel when we eat something or we drink something, for instance.
2: Oh, wow. I never really thought that food will impact your period that much. Hmm. <laughs> oh,
3: it does. Yeah. It's basically
2: the foundation. It's everything. Wow. And why can we spot treat period problems or specific hormonal imbalances? I,
3: you know, I think because you have to know why the hormonal imbalance happened in the first place. So a lot of the time I hear from women that they want to, um, you know, they want to raise their progesterone because their progesterone is low. And oftentimes low progesterone leads to spotting before your period. It leads to uh, breast pain in the lead up to your period or bloating anxiety pms symptoms things like that and so of course it makes sense that you'd want to raise your progesterone but you have to figure out why your progesterone is low in the first place like did it become low because you're chronically stressed or do you know if you're ovulating or not so ovulation is really the only way to raise progesterone consistent ovulation that is and i mean there are other ways too of course through food and supplementation but one really has to figure out why they're they're low in a certain hormone or another hormone is high in order to actually treat the treat the the hormonal imbalance.
2: And who is your book geared towards
3: what age group and what type of symptoms? Pretty much anyone who is cycling. That's how I decided to position the book because I really believe that anyone who has a menstrual cycle, who has a period or if you are still, you know, in your reproductive years and You don't have a period because maybe you've been on birth control and you came off and you don't have a period anymore, or other things like that. I just think that anyone who is in their teens, 20s, 30s, mid 40s is going to really benefit from the
2: book. How do you have a better period? What should you do?
3: Just like what I've been saying, I think that the first thing is foundational. So we have to look at our nutrition status. I mean, if you're if you're basically eating sugar every day, you're likely not going to have a better period. And so I really believe that women need to start to think about how they're eating, maybe even keeping a food diary for five days just to see how they what they eat and then how they feel after they eat. So an hour or two hours after you eat, pay attention to that. Are you starving again? Um, do you feel like you had an energy crash? uh do you feel moody or anxious all of these all of our mood symptoms are impacted by our the food that we're eating so i'm really a big fan of bringing more nutrient dense foods into your diet so i often have women start with just bringing more leafy greens into their meals every day and that can be anything it's like kale or collard greens or Um, any of the green lettuces, uh, any kind of like spinach, leafy greens in general, and just adding those to your plate and seeing how you feel after you do that for a few days. Because I just feel like we have specific nutrients that are required for our periods to work properly. And so as a result, if we don't have those nutrients, then we're going to notice
2: a bit of a breakdown. For example, women reproductive years, if your period started early, does it delay your Reproductive um, years, or it actually kind of shortens. Um, I don't think there's really any research for that. I
3: are you saying basically like if you get your period earlier, as when you're younger, yeah, that it it shortens your reproductive years. Is that what you mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I don't really. I
3: don't really. I don't know that I really buy into that. I feel like we have a lot of control over how long we are you know, we are fertile, and it's so much driven by our lifestyles. Our genetics play a small role in it, but your genetics are definitely influenced by how you live your life. So how much sleep you're getting, whether you're exposed to large amounts of electromagnetic fields, how, um, you know, what kind of food you're eating on a daily basis. Is there a lot of stress in your life? What are your relationships like? Every single aspect of our lives is going to determine how healthy we are and as a result, how healthy our menstrual cycles are, our reproductive function
2: is. Mm, okay, hmm. that's interesting. Which wholesome foods feed your hormones and leave you feeling balanced, energized, and focused? <laughs>
3: I Like I said before, I would start with um, the leafy greens and bring those into your diet. I think that cruciferous vegetables are amazing as well. Cruciferous vegetables uh, contain a, com- a compound um, that will help to support estrogen detoxification from, through your liver. And so your liver actually has a few different phases of detoxification. And as a result, pretty much hormones that are used by your body run through your liver and they're broken down there and then they go into your gut and then they're removed when you go to the bathroom. And so when we when our livers aren't working well, uh, what we'll run into is a problem where some of those hormones might be recirculated in your bloodstream and they start to cause problems. So um, I'm a big fan of Nutrients that support your liver. Like I said, cruciferous vegetables are definitely one of them. Things like kale and cauliflower, broccoli and Brussels sprouts, and broccoli sprouts, things like that. So, even if it's just like one serving at a meal every day, it's going to really improve your health. I think protein and fat are really important too. Protein and fat are just building blocks for steroid hormones in general. And if we're not eating enough protein and fat, then we're going to run into issues. A lot of the time when we're under eating, uh, we lose our periods completely. So I, I feel as though those macronutrients are really crucial for us. And then, of course, the micronutrients like zinc and selenium and magnesium and iron, all of those minerals are are all play a crucial role in how your ovaries function and that
2: determines how great your period is gonna be or not. I see. And you know what happened to me one time? I was 18 and I was on a diet. I was on a strict diet that I would eat like fat-free food. I would not eat any fat. Like or I think I had not enough nutrients and I lost a lot of weight. So I didn't have my periods. Yeah. And when I went to doctor of course they put me on reverse control. And since then, I've been on the birth control for since 18 to 31, like 13 years now. And what do you think of birth control? Like, does it affect women's health?
3: Yeah, it really does. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I also was in the same boat. I did not eat any fat in my diet. It was crazy. And, um, and my period was just all over the place. But i I do really think that we have to understand how birth control works. I'm certainly not against it i think that in some cases it's necessary however i feel like it is just broadly used for pretty much every period related problem there is and that to me is an issue especially because of the fact that it does it's not, not going to address the actual reason why someone might have an issue in the first place and so that's really what i think needs to be looked at and the other problem too is that birth control what the mechanism of action is that it turns off ovulation, so it stops ovulation from happening on a regular basis. So if you don't ovulate, you can't get pregnant. That's how it works. The problem is, is that ovulation is what basically allows your body to make these key sex hormones: um, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. These are all really important for various aspects of our health, not just for having a baby. And so if we don't have enough of these hormones over a long period of time, um, we run into problems. Like we, you know, there's estrogen plays a role in your heart health and your cardiovascular health. It it plays a role in your brain health and your moods. Progesterone plays a role in your cognitive function. It also supports your heart and your breast health. Uh, You know, these are really important aspects of our health. And yet they're completely overlooked When someone is prescribed birth control because we're not going to make these hormones that support these parts of us. So I just really think that informed consent is so important. And so you understand like All of the side effects of birth control and then also if there are any other options for treatment and I just don't think that really happens. So yeah, I would say birth control 100% affects women's health.
2: Yeah, I totally believe in that too. But now, like, you know, when you've been on it for a long time, I don't know how to be without it. So my body is so used to it. Well,
3: well, I think you can just be without it. I, you know, I don't, I think when you say
2: your body is so used to it, like, what does that even mean, right? It means like, you know, your period is um, like works like a clock with it. And without it, it of course will be totally irregular for, I mean, I don't know, a couple of months or so. And, I never tried, but I guess sometimes do you need to give a break when somebody on birth control or you just have to be on it since you're on it?
3: Yeah, I don't believe, I don't really believe anyone needs to be on birth control just because if they have irregular periods or they have some other issue happening. Like, I think that you have to ter- determine why you have the problem in the first place and not just slap a band aid on it, which I consider birth control to be. So, yeah, I mean, like, again, everyone has to make that decision on their own. And I just want to empower women with information so they understand exactly what's going on under the hood so that that way they can decide whether they want to come off birth control or not. If they're, you know, they want to figure out like what's happening and then, and take action around that. So it sounds like you've been on it for a while and you're kind of curious about what's going on. So, I would say, like, just, you know, I, you've, I think you might have my book and you might just want to read the first few chapters just to understand exactly what's happening there. Because, like I said, birth control is just turning off ovulation, which is a really
2: vital process in a female body. I'm so glad you explained everything because there is so much information that is missing about these topics and nobody really talks about it. <laughs> no, I know, right? Nobody talks about it. It's true. Yeah. What is the hidden role that chocolate plays in our period problems like
3: <laughs> That's funny. I feel like um you know chocolate is one of these things that everybody seems to crave in their in that premenstrual time in the lead up to their period and the thing is is that oftentimes when we're craving sugar it's because we have imbalanced blood sugar. So we already in that in that second half of our cycle, we tend to have more um, sugar highs and lows just because of what's going on with our hormones. And so that's I think that's one of the reasons why we tend to crave sugar in that part of our cycle. I think the other thing is too, is that generally a lot of us tend to be more tired during that time. It's, it's in the lead up to your period and usually, our energy levels start to dip for the most part, right before we get our period. So I think that there's definitely cravings for sugar because of that. But I also think that that part of it is that chocolate, it has a high level of magnesium in it. And magnesium is one of these nutrients that a lot of us tend to be deficient in. And interestingly, in the research, it shows that uh, women who suffer with premenstrual syndrome or, you know, premenstrual symptoms uh, tend to be low in magnesium. So I think that it's a combination of things.
2: Oh, I see. That's very interesting. Hmm. How do you know that? What is common practice everyone's taught that, that is actually sabotaging period health?
3: I think that for the most part, we're taught that we need to eat this, eat a certain amount of food, like go on these crash diets. Um, We are taught to exercise too much. And we're also um, taught to like work really, really hard. (laughs) I feel like all of those go against um, how our bodies should work and how our menstrual cycle should function. So I'm just a big fan of, of everyone starting to pay attention to how they feel when they do certain things. So if you're not eating enough food, you're likely gonna just be hungry all the time. And if you are exercising too much, eventually you're just gonna feel burnt out. And even no amount of exercise is gonna make you feel great. And then also if you're working too hard, you're stressing too much, that's also just gonna burn you out and it's gonna harm your health in the long term. So I find that these are some of the things that women do or we're told that we should do in our society um, you know, to be successful, to have the body that we want, to look good all of that but it really tends to backfire a lot of the time
2: yeah that's so true but do you recommend to exercise when you're in your period or just take it easy kind of like slow and less exercise i think it depends i feel like you know it really depends i think that for
3: most of us we probably want to take it down a notch like i have had Quite a few women reach out to me saying that they're doing intense exercise so something like crossfit or they're doing cycling or um a boot camp class or something like that which is pretty intense and they do that on like the first or the second day of their period which to me is a little crazy i don't think anyone should be doing that to themselves because when you get your period it's really your body's way of saying to slow down and to just take a break because that's really what's happening menstruation generally is what is known as like a an inflammatory event meaning that your hormones have all dropped down to low levels the lowest that they'll be and so you're you're at the point where your body is already just like tired and it's releasing it's releasing this uterine lining it's you know it's kind of a big job so i feel like adding more stress to your body during this time is probably not the greatest idea and so i think that if your period generally wipes you out and you feel exhausted by it then i don't really recommend doing any strenuous exercise i think that maybe you can do some stretching or walking or yoga or just not do anything and that's okay i think we need to give ourselves permission to do that
2: yeah because i heard so many times I, like we are taught to just ignore it and just keep going and just keep exercising and do what you do normal activities like you know even in commercials they say oh you just can do whatever you want it's just like another day
3: <laughs> yeah exactly those commercials I feel like those commercials are very
2: misleading definitely and also no. active or inactive sex life does it affect your period in any way Um, yeah, it,
3: you know, it can. Um, I feel like it's funny because I think that orgasms are definitely necessary for a healthy cycle for the most part. But I also just think that, you know, it depends, like it depends on so much of what what's happening in your life. But I do really think that women should be having orgasms. They are, you know, you, you simultaneously cannot feel stressed and be having an orgasm at the same time. And so I, I do really think that it helps to flush out cortisol, the stress response hormone, and it floods your body with all of these feel-good neurotransmitters. So that alone is really helpful for women. So I do really think that it's important for us to Whether we're in a relationship or not, or, you know, we have, or we're having sex with someone or not, like make sure that you're doing it with yourself even just so that you can, you can really be, you know, bringing your, having pleasure in your life and with your body. It's so necessary. And again, like, I think that so many of us just tend to forego the the nice things in life because we're stressed out and we're busy and life is, has taken over and it's a lot. And so I really encourage everybody to, to start to think about that. Like we, we let kids, you know, go out and play and have fun. And, you know, they, they always have a lot of joy in their lives. And as adults, for some reason, we kind of forget that we need to have joy in our lives too, whatever that looks like.
2: Yeah, that's so true. Many of us have businesses, kids and caught up in busy, like daily schedule that, no one has time for that but like, <laughs> you have to make time for that <laughs> it's important for health <laughs> yes it's definitely integral part of your health yeah and what is your favorite quote that you live by
3: i think that it's just to know thyself and it's really i think it's really important for women to know their unique menstrual cycles and what's normal for them versus what's not because what i find is that women are constantly looking outside of themselves whether it's a new diet like the keto diet or intermittent fasting or going vegan or whatever and thinking that that's going to solve their health issues or you know like some new workout routine or whatever some procedure and i just really believe that we have been we have not been educated in a way that helps us feel empowered by our bodies instead we are mostly fearful of them we're scared of our fertility we're scared of getting pregnant and then we're scared of not getting pregnant and you know there're all of these questions and these uncertainties when it comes to our cycles in general and our fertility and i feel like as a society we've not we've not taken the time to educate girls and women about this most basic information and I really think that it's so important for us to come back to ourselves and really learn how things work so that you aren't constantly worried or feeling around in the dark or thinking that you know there's something wrong with you potentially when you have the answers this isn't something that you spend your time thinking about anymore because you already know and I feel like it's something that you no longer have to stress about as if we need anything more to stress about in our lives to begin with. But I just think it really helps us because we can then have educated conversations with our doctors, or if our doctor isn't giving us the information we want, then we can find another doctor. So I think that knowledge really is power.
2: Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Thank you. And Mm -hmm. also, where can our listeners find you, your social handles and where they can purchase your book? Yeah. So you can find me on
3: my websites, NicoleJardim.com. That's where my blog is. And I've got a ton of information, so many articles. I also have a podcast called The Period Party and I am on Instagram at Nicole M like Madeleine Jardim. Uh, And then, of course, you can find my book at fixyourperiod.com. I have booksellers listed there. And there are some bonuses, too, for when you buy the book that I provide for you. That's just additional information that complements what's already in the book program.
2: Wow, that's great. Thank you so much, Nicole, for this amazing information. Like, I love it. I really love it. No one ever shared this much and all this information that is so useful.
3: Thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate it. I I hope it's really helpful for your listeners because
2: I agree. We need
3: to be talking about this stuff more.
2: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I appreciate you being my guest. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure to provide you this great info today, guys. And you can always DM me on Instagram. It's not basic blonde underscore or NBB podcast. And if you really enjoyed this episode, tag it on your stories. And don't forget to mention NBB podcast. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day.
1: Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app.